Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey, DJs, it is Friday, August 18th. Wander Franco's career could be over. Another former Celtic opens his mouth. This time, <laughs> he's actually right. I'm Mad Max. Joining me, the one and only Sex Panther. Panther, another day, another DJ parlay hit. Uh, we are on fire. And honestly, it feels good because I'm sure you can attest. We go through these streaks. Does any of you stare? You go through streaks. You feel like you can't do anything right. And then you get in these, you know, tracks where it seems like you can't do anything wrong. And kind of there. I've made 15 bets this week on the Degeneracy on the podcast. And I'm 11-4. and four. We've hit two parlays. Missed the third by one game. Um, so almost kind of being not so humble. Max, we're going really good, which means I've got four bets today. And I'm going to go 0 for 4. That's how that shit goes. Usually. Yeah, it's funny when you say the, the highs and lows. I mean, that that basically is NBA and NHL season for me because I do so well in NHL and I balance it out with all my losses in the NBA. So that that the period of time when both NBA and NHL are on, a, it's just like, yeah, I'm winning the NHL, but I'm I'm just throwing all that money away. Like five NHL, two NBA. That, that Those are your limits for the season. I think so, yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, some good stuff. Yeah, we, we've we've both been uh, winning some bets this week, so it's great. Um, let's try to end on top. A uh, guy that won't end on top, possibly end his career on top, is Wander Franco, a kid that started off so so promising, but could be on his way out of the league. You know, we've kind of we haven't talked about the issue. I think we talked about it a little bit off air. I'd, I'd mentioned to you as like, hey, is there anything actually come out about Wander Franco? And you had mentioned. Uh, possibly some uh, issues with uh, underage women, apparently, right? And 
I'm over here at Bro Bible, and they're saying Tampa Bay Rays shortstop Wander Franco may never play in Major League Baseball again, according to a report. So they're saying a week ago, Wander Franco was known as one of the baseball's uh, premier young stars. Uh, now he's uh, might be out of the league. Uh, things went haywire on Sunday when Franco was scratched from the Rays game against Cleveland. We, we kind of saw that. Uh, messages alleging that Wander Franco had a sexual relationship with a minor started to surface on social media. Uh, then Wander Franco didn't uh, travel with the team. Um, and yeah, it just keeps going on and on that, uh, you know, uh, Hector Gomez reported that, uh, uh, Franco's, uh, entire future could be in doubt. It's Gomez is one of the most respected baseball reporters in all of the Dominican Republic. Um, he doesn't call other reporters cunts that I know of. Uh, he, <laughs> it seems like, yeah, um, man, uh, this is, this is a, uh, you know, a huge blow to the Rays organization who had an up-and-coming player and a huge blow to uh, uh, the Dodgers who probably would have signed Wander Franco in a couple of years. Uh, the Dodgers or the Yankees or the Yankees. Phillies. So one, or of, the one of those teams. Some, one of those teams yeah, would have wasted yeah, money. Somebody yeah. would have. Huge blow and to one is. of those guys, yeah. And I don't know if you're paying that much attention to him this year, but he's having an absolute stellar season. 35 home run, 35 stolen base guy. Um, heart of the lineup. I know there's been some locker room issues. He's got a little bit of an ego, but this kid's, you know, kind of been and for a long time. He was in the race system, I think, as early as 16 or 17 years old. He's only 22 years old. Um, but, you know, with this dirt, if you will, I'm not going to speculate. It does sound like there is something to do with minor uh, females, um, sexual relations, something along those lines. But, I'm not going to speculate because, you know, we saw how this shit trained out with, with Trevor Bauer, you know, a girl begging you to choke me. And here it, is, it could be very voluntary, but she was 17. Like, we, we don't know. There's a whole lot of not known. But um, it really is. If he had relations and knew she was a minor when it happened, man, just to see such a career. He just signed a contract. I believe he just signed a six-year deal with the Rays. Um, so to to see that possibly get pissed away over bad decision. But like I said, I don't know. We really they're they're being really hush hush on the details on you know the yeah minor female was involved. That part I think we're pretty much know. But did he know? Did she lie about her age? Or you know. This, so many details so i hate speculating on that stuff but it is not a good look for wonder franco yeah as again as the details come out i guess we, we can make more of a, a judgment on this you know there's a um i, I there's legality speaking there, there's you know there's no difference between a 22 year old and you know a 17 year old and a 22 and a 14 year old but morally speaking there's a huge difference between a 22 year old and a 17 year old and a 22 and a 14 year old, you know? So, uh, once those details get out of, you know, um, what, what's the age gap here? You know, I mean, I, I went to high school with, with, uh, girls who were, um, you know, 17 years old and dating guys that were in college and now technically was le uh, illegal, you know, it technically was illegal, but I don't think anyone blinked an eye as like a 17 year old girl dating a guy who's 2021. You know, it was just like, no one really It's like, okay, you know, it's, it's just, it's like a senior uh, in high school dating a freshman. It's, it's like a kid's like, 
whatever. It's weird because you know you should be uh, you know not 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 picking on the freshman girls, but hey, whatever. Um, but it's a, a totally different story if it's a senior in high school picking on you know like a fifth grader. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> in the scheme of things. Uh, so yeah, once those details come out, um, I guess uh, we can kind of rank the 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 badness of this. Uh, but again, the, the laws laws are the laws, right? So uh, you know, um, there's a difference between sometimes morality and legality, as we know. Um, and same thing, uh, you know, you bring up the Trevor Bauer issue, and it, I don't know, it blurs the lines of morality and legality there too, right? And and consent and all that. So yeah, it's 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 just. It's a shame to see a promising year, young career could be just actually gone in a blink of an eye, but that's what it appears is going to happen. Yeah, very, very tragic. And um, like I said, I just I've kind of learned at my old age to kind of just let things pan out. Don't make assumptions. Don't guess on what's going on. But it is the change of the land, the change of the times, you know, because my parents back in the day uh, when my dad married my mom, my dad was 22. My mom was 16, had me at 17. And today that sounds horrible, but back then that wasn't uncommon at all. Like, like you had pointed out. Yeah. Well, I mean, life expectancy, think about this though. I mean, life expectancy has changed dramatically over the years. So people had to get married when they were younger and they had to have kids when they were younger and everything, because they weren't living as long as we are now. Of course, now those are all miserable years at the tail end of our life. So uh, Panther, you've got that to look forward to, Um, but yeah. (laughs) Much, much different times. Okay. Uh, I've bashed former Celtics players for opening their mouths. I'm now going to applaud a former Celtic for opening his mouth. Listen, I know we have bashed James Harden ad nauseum, and maybe you as a listener are sick of it. I tend to think that most of our listeners, if you listen to the show, are not sick of it, and you could go for another day of some more James Harden bashing. This time it is ex-Rockets coach, former Celtics legend, Kevin McHale, Blasting James Harden amid his Sixers drama over here at SI.com. Not placing bets at SI.com, but I can read the story here. Uh, article saying, you know, James Harden's been a constant in the news cycle, blah, 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 blah. Uh, most recently, he, of course, he ripped Daryl Morey. We covered that uh, on, on a couple shows here. And now it is Kevin McHale saying, um, claiming that uh, James Harden pulled a similar move to get him fired. So here you go. Uh, He alleged that Harden concocted a plan to get McHale fired after the former coach infamously benched Harden in the fourth quarter of Game 6 against the Clippers during the 2015 Western Conference semifinals. Quote, McHale, the next year he came to camp, he was fat and didn't feel like playing, and I got fired 11 games into the season. He had a plan, and certainly enough, the 2015-2016 season started off with a 4-7 and seven start and Fat James Harden. Now, this is not the first time that Fat James Harden has been floated around as a conspiracy theory. Do you recall who showed up to the Brooklyn Nets because he was fat and then miraculously got into game shape? James Harden. He fatted his way out of Houston. <laughs> He's fatting his way out of Philadelphia now, Panther. Is that a strategy for life? Life gives you lemons. You decide to just get fat so people just, you know, leave you alone, don't want anything to do with you, and then you can get in shape. Yeah, maybe that works while you're still playing and you're still an elite athlete, but it doesn't work too well as you get older and stop playing. You know, I don't understand how these teams and general managers keep putting up with these players like James Harden and Kyrie Irving and, 
Kevin Durant. Like, I, I get it. They're talented, but they're such cancers. And the NBA, probably more so than any other sport, really does let the athletes, let the players dictate who their coach is, which is just, I mean, criminal. There's no hierarchy. There's no GM hiring the coach and the coach coach the players. It is the players kind of dictate who their coach is. And if they don't like the GM, they'll get them fired as well. Hell, I think if LeBron had his way, he might have a different owner in Los Angeles. But I, I hate it. I, I hate that it does happen. And anybody who doesn't think it happened really isn't paying attention. Players really do. Um, it's like the inmates running the asylum. And coaches are kind of sacrificial lambs. I I don't understand. If I'm Philadelphia, I want to get rid of Harden. But I don't know who out there would possibly want him. I'd get their GM or head coach, their heads examined for wanting this guy. He's toxic. He's detrimental. But those things have worked for him in the past. I think McHale is probably right that he did sabotage McHale's career in Houston and is probably going to do the same to some general managers or coaches and we already got Doc Rivers shit canned, right? I don't know if we blame that on Harden or Rivers kind of does it to himself. But, um, yeah, it just feels like people get fired when James Hart's around, right? Yeah, and, and I'd say if, if if you're a running back in the NFL, you're looking at the NBA, and you're just getting so mad. Just so you know, you're getting so <laughs> mad. Because here, here it is. Um, sure, uh, you sign a contract with a team in the NBA. And they could trade you unless you got a no trade clause, right? They could trade you, but still your ability to move is free agency. And that's why there was free agency. It's like, well, you know, the players, the, the collective bargaining agreement, the players said, Hey, if we can be traded by these owners, then we should be able to move on our own volition. And that is called free agency. Once you sign that contract with a team, I don't think you should be able to pull all this fucking bullshit. They're giving you a ton of money. If they trade you, they trade you. You can then move in free agency. That was the point of it. But these NBA players, they got it all. They got all. They get all the money guaranteed. Guaranteed. They can get cut from you know basically like they can get you know cut from a team and still get buyouts that are are worth a ton of money. They can move during free agency. They can force their way out of the teams uh, via trade by getting fat. And yet a fucking poor running back over here has to fucking take, you know, Zeke Elliott and, and, and fucking Dalvin Cook have to take these fucking minimum deals to be able to fucking play in the league. They got to be and fucking, 20s. And, you know, they got to be fucking pissed off looking at the shenanigans of fucking James Harden and Kyrie Irving and these fuckers. I mean, come on, you sign the contract, fucking live out the contract. You decided to fucking go there. You don't want to play there anymore. Guess what? Wait until they fucking trade you on their volition or free agency, your ability to fucking move. I, they're just like way too much power for the NBA players. I, I just, it's unbelievable. No, I totally agree. And I think, you know, next time the collective bargaining agreement comes up, I think this is something that needs to be addressed. I mean, granted, if, if Harden holds out or refuses to show up, yes, they can dock his pay or they can do things as far as put him on the, um, you know, physically unable to perform or, you know, one of those lists that they have that, that he's not playing and, and they don't have to pay him. But uh, I think they need to be punished more, more so than just docking their salary that they're not earning. Um, you got to get back some of your signing bonus. Cause to your point, when they are so willing to sign these huge contracts, right? 
they're usually getting 20, 25, 30% of that money up front in some form of signing bonus. I'll make them give it back. I think the, the owners need to fight back in the collective bargaining agreement and hold these players accountable to the contracts that they're signing. Yeah. It, like I have a solution. I don't know how, how it, it could actually work out, but I feel like any player that uh, doesn't live out their contract or demands to be traded or something like that, there needs to be a penalty on the team that trades for that person. You have to make it tough on the team that trades for that person. Don't make it easy on them. Have some kind of penalty. And if they accept that penalty, then, you know, and, and of course it should go to the team. So imagine it's um, no matter what, if, 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 you know, your player makes X amount of money has in this kind of salary range and demands a trade, then the opposing team automatically loses a, you know, first round pick or whatever it is. There's got to be some penalty that is applied to the team that is trading for the player. And then that gets shifted over to the team that is losing the player. You know, you gotta, you gotta make it a, you know, painful for teams to want to trade for these players because the, the the players know that teams want them. And that's why they pull these things. Why? Seriously. Why did James Harden pull the shit out of Houston? He knew that Brooklyn wanted to trade for him. And then why did he pull the shit in Brooklyn? Because he knew the Sixers wanted to trade for him. But imagine like that there was some fucking penalty associated with this that teams had to say, man, are we willing to really fucking go after this guy if X is going to happen? You know, I, I, it's, I don't have it fully formulated, but it's something like that. It's, it's make it painful for teams not to want to trade for these players and then the shit's going to end. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. A final thought from my end. I still want to punish the players, right? Because teams tamper with players and they get fined. They get this, that for messing with players under contract. But a player can come out and say, hey, I want to, I, I demand to be traded. That, to me, that's tampering. I think they need to punish the players for that shit. It's bad for the league. It's bad for the team. And it's bad for the players. So, um, yeah, I, I want the players to be held accountable because they're creating a toxic environment for the, the entire association. Totally agree. Toxic environment, James Harden, they go hand in hand. All right, let's take a quick break. After that, hopefully we can hit another parlay today for you. Stay tuned. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie but just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love i still use my bookie to this date and you should too why because march is about to get crazy insane maybe even a little mad if you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home bet the non-stop action of march madness with my bookie enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to twenty-five thousand big ones or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on, the best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are back. Possibly never left. Panther, I think you said you got four today, right? Four? You got four? Four's, four's been my steady number. Okay, all right. Fourth day in a row. Uh, <laughs> let's, look at, let's look at our Queen City Reds. Um, bringing the boys from the border. Blue Jays are coming down. Really don't talk about Toronto at Cincinnati. When the hell do we ever say Toronto is at Cincinnati or these two teams playing? It doesn't even ring a bell. Uh, Jose Barrios taking the mound for Toronto. Barrios has been really good at home. Kind of so-so on the road. But I don't even know who this kid is pitching for the Reds. Kennedy will take the mound. He's not one of the um, big dogs. But speaking of big dogs, I don't know if you heard. Lodolo and Green are on their way back. I know Hunter Green's supposed to take the mound on Sunday, possibly Lodolo tomorrow. The Reds are about to get healthy with their pitching rotation. Today is not that day. And because it's not one of the big dogs that I like, I'm on the Blue Jays here for 10 bucks. Yeah, I'm going to give you more support. Couldn't turn my back on our Reds. But, yeah, I do think that that is the play for today. Um, the uh, pitcher for the Reds is actually from, I won't say my neck of the woods. He's from New Jersey. It's actually from, um, uh, I think, Galloway Township. That's actually where I got married. I got married down in South Jersey, and I, that's that's the area that this dude is from. So that's the, that's the extent of my knowledge about Mr. Kennedy here <laughs> um, is that he's from New Jersey. And, uh, yeah, I... I I totally agree. I think that the play uh, should be Toronto today, despite the fact that Barrios has just gotten fucking railed in his last two outings. I think he settles down today, has a pretty good start. Uh, more support lean on Toronto. I, I feel okay. That's a that's a tentative uh, parlay pick right there, I think. We'll see if we like three others better. Let's start with the Phillies going to Washington. Mr. No-Hitter himself, Michael Lorenzen, will take the mound. Uh, going against Adon for Washington, they're, I don't know if it's just kind of shitting on Washington or they're giving Lorenzen a lot of love, but we're bumping the minus 200 number for the Phillies, and that's just a little too much. I've got to run line it. You'll probably take the dog, but I'm run lining the Phillies. I think they're making their push for the playoffs. Give me 10 bucks on the Phillies. I had it at minus 115. Yeah, you can still get it at the minus 115 on the run line. And you are accurate. I'm going to lean Washington here. I think that there's some value on the Nats. But I can't bet this because I hit on the Nationals yesterday. Uh, they beat the Red Sox. Uh, funny enough. Okay, did, did you happen to see what happened in that game? You remember the two starters, right? Yeah, Chris, I know it was one-to-one. One, and the next thing you know, I'm like, it's six-to-one. And the game's pretty much over in the fifth inning. Both starters had really good outings. Chris Sale and Patrick Corbin both pitched really good games, and their bullpens just fucking went shitty on them. 
<laughs> atrocious and and the nats came out with the win there uh yeah i'd like the nats with the value today i just i'm i don't think that they win it you know it's like yeah plus 180 is nice from a probability standpoint i should be betting it but i hit on them yesterday and i was just like eh, i'm not gonna do it again uh, i'll lean the nats all right next game up san francisco going east and south take on the best team in baseball the atlanta braves Alex Cobb taking the mound for the 49ers. National League Cy Young guy, Spencer Strider. I don't know if he's going to get it or not, but I'm voting for him. He's a strikeout machine. Uh, same situation. I can't. I mean, the Braves are really good at home. They started off kind of slow, but they're really good at home now. I'm not eating 190, 200. So let's run line the Braves and Spencer Strider for 10 bucks. Minus 102 on that run line. Um, best line you're going to see in the money line right now is minus 200. That's one book has it minus 200. Everyone else, minus 225, minus 235. So, I mean, geez, this is this is going to be, uh, man, I think this is, this is going to be a Spencer Strider show for sure if, if the books are setting the line at this. It's a, a pretty good Giants team. Not a great Giants team, but a possibly playoff-bound Giants team. No schlubs here, and Spencer Strider getting lines like that. I think the Braves get the win. Um, I'm going to give you moral support on this one. You know, it's funny is is you know I'm, I'm heading down to Georgia for a couple of days, and if I'm doing you know this whole coastal thing I had mentioned in, in the book club, and uh, I, I got a couple of coworkers down in Atlanta, and I was like, oh man, I'm going to be down in Georgia. We should meet up. And then I looked, and I was like, Savannah is 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 you know, of course, on, on the far uh, no, not at all, the far east side of Georgia. And I looked, and it's like, nope, never mind, I'm <laughs> not meeting up with you guys. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, it's like, ah, oh, man, we catch a Braves game or something like that. No, 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 not gonna happen. Uh, maybe, maybe another day. Uh, I'll lean the Braves with you. All right, and last game up for me, Milwaukee is going to Arlington take on the Rangers. Brandon Woodruff going against Andrew Haney. This is going to be a pretty decent matchup. I think the pitching advantage slightly to the Brewers, but the hitting advantage definitely to the Rangers. I get the Rangers at home with Andrew Haney. I like it enough to put 10 bucks on the Rangers. I guess I'm going to lean Milwaukee here just because Haney's been very, very hittable. Um, you know, uh, th this season, I, he's starting to settle down over his uh, last few. I think he got pulled. Did he get pulled in, in his last? Start? I think he pulled in his last start. I think I think he tweaked something in his last start. Um, don't, don't quote me on that, but I, I think you know, he settled down. Uh, you know, but his last few starts and um, you know started to look good, but then you know. Uh, I don't know what, what what's going on with him, if he's uh, coming back from injury or whatever. A little weird, but uh, yeah, he's he's uh you know been been able been able to uh, you know uh, start the, the the this playoff push for Texas. Um, hopefully, he can continue that for them because yeah, I think they do need him in that rotation. On the other side, uh, yeah, I, uh, man, I I think that uh, Milwaukee. You know, trying to recover from that Dodgers sweep. By the way, Dodgers won 11 in a row. Don't know if you saw that. Uh, they, they're going to be desperate for a win today. Do they get it? Probably not. Texas get it home. Um, can't quite bet it with, with the line that it is for Milwaukee. So I'll lean Milwaukee, but I, I'm not strong on this one. So I'd be okay with throwing Texas in the, in, in the parlay as well. Like I'm plus 102 was like, eh, maybe, but you know, not, not enough, not enough for me. I'm a, I'm a greedy fucker. You know that. Yeah, you are greedy. So uh, what kind of greed do you got? Those are my four plays. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think I touched anything that you bet on, right? Okay, let's let's look at Seattle at Houston. Uh, let's see. I got the the Astros minus one forty five, and JP France on the mound for the Astros today. Um, listen, I'm Mr. France has uh, been surprisingly of a a. Once I, you know, I mean, they got Verlander now, so he's not like the the star. But with with the struggles of Christian Javier, like JP France has kind of settled into being one of the aces on this fucking team, you know. And uh, I th- I think he gets it done today. So a little chalky, not a lot chalky. Ten dollar bet on Houston. Yeah, I actually agree. I actually don't think it's chalky enough. JP France has been pitching exceptionally well. Astros obviously are really good at home, and I don't know if you're paying attention, but Jose Altuve. I don't know. He's like 10 years younger or something because this dude is just absolutely tearing the cover off the ball. He's hitting to the tune of almost 500 for the last couple of weeks. He's, he's just a machine that just keeps on going. I love the Astros here. I'm okay with putting this one in the parlay. All right. Next one up for me. Let's talk about, uh, well, continue talking about the Tampa Bay Rays as uh, the Rays are taking on the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Uh, I, I You probably looked at this game. You looked at the starting pitchers and just noped the fuck out of it. <laughs> you know, like, exactly. I, exactly. Science touching this one. Both these guys are fucking clusterfucks here. Um, but I, I like Tampa Bay minus the 104. I think that's a good line for them in this game. So uh, I'll, I'll throw $10 on the Rays. Yeah, I, I'm kind of scared of the Rays right now, you know, with everything going on with the McClanahan news and now the Wander Franco. You never know how that affects the locker room and the gossip and how the guys play. But I, look, the Rays, for as great as they were when the season started, are basically 500 over the last couple of months. This is a team that is not, you know, the second best team in the league, I think, where we had them behind the Braves. So they're beatable, but I do like them more than the Angels. I'll lean the Rays. Not in love with this play. Last one up. I mean, I mentioned it before. The Dodgers have won 11 games in a row, so it's hard to believe that that streak would end, especially them at home and the fish in town. But that's what I'm going to bank on right now. I think I'm getting uh, the Marlins plus 126 and Sandy Alcantara is on the mound. Now, earlier in the season, you could be like, ah, who cares if Sandy Alcantara is on the mound? He's struggling. But right now, Sandy Alcantara on the mound means a hell of a lot. I, I know Gonsolin's... Zuzu's uh, uh, <laughs> coming Zuzu, for you. Zuzu in the chat is already saying, no, fuck the fish. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it anyway. I, I I know Gonsolin's great pitching matchup here. I just I think that there's a ton of value with Sandy Alcantara on the mound in this plus line. Uh, yeah, it's tough. Tough to say that the fuck the fish are going to break the, the Dodgers streak, but... A little bit of a flyer here. Ten dollar bet on the Marlins. Yeah, I can't get on board. I mean, the Dodgers are going to lose at some point, but I don't think it's the the fish. Maybe they're not they're not the same fish over the last two or three years, but they definitely aren't that great on the road. It is in L.A. Gonsolin's hittable, but he's good enough. I like the Dodgers. Not enough to bet it, but I'm leaning the Dodgers. So let's just keep the fish out of the parlay. Oh, for sure, for sure. Okay, let's see. We do have what was that game that we really liked together? Uh, I guess the Blue Jays, like right? Yeah, you like Toronto a lot with me. Toronto, Texas. I was on the fence, but I don't mind throwing Texas in. I mean, I love the Braves. 
we're not going to get any value, but I love the Braves. Do you want to do Unless Toronto? Run light it. Uh, no, I don't. Let's let's look what this is. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna look at this. I'm gonna look at Toronto. Let me let me uh, let me let's see. Let's do Atlanta. We'll do Toronto, and then uh, you like Texas, right? You like my Astros play? Uh, Houston or Houston or the Rangers, either one. Uh, well, I didn't pick the Rangers. I was on the other side. Yeah. So okay, well, you said Texas, so that's Houston. Yeah. Right. They only get the city. The Rangers get the whole state. Let's let's do this. Not a ton of value here. Atlanta minus two hundred, Toronto minus one fifty four, Houston minus one fifty two. The payout's only three eleven. But you know what? I want to win. I I want another part of the win. So I'll I'll, I'll, I'll oh, take a, yeah. I'll, I'll take I'll take this. I'll take it. Here you go. All oh, right, we so, get yeah. three in a row. I'll, we'll take it. All right. Well, uh, that is your Friday edition. I don't know if we've mapped out what we're doing next week. So you guys that like to listen to us live might want to get up at. 5.30, because I don't know what Max is going to do to me next week. Speaking of, you guys, Glass God 007 joined the Degeneracy yesterday. He's in here shooting the shit with us. You guys, if you're not in here, you can join it. It's free. We don't want your money. We just want your sports bets. Come in and shoot the shit with us. Call us up by name. We'll holler right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're doing today, and the rest of the weekend. And when it's all said and done, kids, it's all make some money, fools. This show is sports entertainment. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only. And any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. In short, don't be stupid. Gamble responsibly. We will not be held responsible. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.